Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And if you are new to the Chris Ann Hall Show, remember you can watch the Daily Journal on YouTube. You can catch our old episodes on both YouTube and thechrisannhall.com on our Daily Journal page. And actually, if you go to YouTube to watch the old shows, we have old, 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 old shows on the YouTube channel. Uh, we have hundreds of shows on the YouTube channel. And the interesting thing about... Back from the the old platform back days. on the old platform days yeah so but the, the cool thing is because we're a teach show and not just a talk show our shows generally don't expire yeah, yeah a lot of it it has no uh eat before date right right and not only that jc I, it it should silence all those people that say chrisanne why didn't you talk about this when obama was president you know when i'm pointing out that Donald Trump is doing the wrong thing. They're like, you're always just against Trump. Why didn't you talk about this when when Tr when uh, Barack Obama was president? Well, go to YouTube, catch our old, 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 old shows, and you'll see that we have always been liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Yep. You know, we have friends called the Hayes Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. They are awesome. And they, on uh, Instagram, they posted this this question. And I've been having fun with it on social media, so I thought that I would bring it up here. Their question is, is Donald Trump liberty-minded? Uh, hmm. Now, their focus was the fact that Donald Trump has taken up this stance of gun control. Right. So is Donald Trump liberty minded. Okay. And, and you're going to explore that? Yeah, I think so because I think what we really need to understand now You know my first question. What's that? Go ahead. The guy in the sidecar, go ahead. Definition. That's my first. So right. what, what do you mean by liberty minded? Well, and that's that's where I kind of go it with this okay. in in my answer. So the, the the question is is Donald Trump liberty minded? I want to know what do you mean by that? Because if you look at Donald Trump's stance on on the right to keep and bear arms, you would have to say no. But I think, and this is gonna, this is really gonna, this is gonna make both sides angry. My, my answer is no. Period. Yeah. But 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 <laughs> right. he, so here's but here's the thing, and, and so it's about the the question. I'm answering the question, right? Mm -hmm. If we're, if we're answering the question, mm -hmm. then my answer is so liberty minded, as I understand liberty minded, which means 
to me. So, mm -hmm. so how I define that, you make your decisions based, based on, on the liberty. principles of liberty. Right. So my answer is no. But that's not the same thing as saying or as asking, has Donald Trump made pro-liberty decisions, taken right. pro-liberty actions? Because he clearly has. Mm -hmm. Has he taken actions and made decisions that are not pro-liberty? Yes, he has. And that's why I would say no. And that reveals from my perception, that's not how he makes his decisions. Right. Donald right. Trump to me is, is a, I would call him, uh, if I had to put a label on him, I would say a pragmatic businessman. Right. And then of course, New from York a, conservative. Right. And then for, <laughs> I think, I th actually, I think he's more conservative than tip than what we would know as a typical New a York South conservative. Florida uh, conservative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the I South think Florida, South New Florida is, I think South Florida conservatives are, are, are a notch more towards conservative than New York conservatives. Yeah. Right? So, so, I, so you've got New York, uh, well, put them down here. You've got New York, Chicago conservatives. Yeah. Then you would have what I would classify as South Florida conservatives. Then you would have what I call middle Florida conservatives. Then you have up here, North Florida, Texas, Utah conservatives. Right. Kinda, but it's, you know, but right? it's hard to make those, even those labels because yeah. <laughs> like, think about the, think about the Patriots we know in New York city. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, hardcore liberty minded liberty focused right. you know crazy conservatives but but I would I would say they're not I would say they're atypical so right. anyway for me for Donald Trump is he liberty minded um I I can't say he's liberty minded I he has been liberty minded in some decisions right. but right, I, right. so my characterization would be uh he's a pragmatic businessman and he loves him some Trump <laughs> Trump loves Trump. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Trump loves Trump. There is no doubt about that at yeah. all. I I took it from a perspective that, you know, maybe not liberty-minded, but but focused on the rights of the people to the best of his knowledge. See, yeah, my yeah. my my opinion is that Donald Trump is doing what he can do because he is doing the best that he can do uh, based on his knowledge. Right. The problem is is that he is surrounded by what I call the moat dragons. Yeah. And the people can't break through and get to him truth that that he needs to know so he can get better in his decisions and correct the errors. Because you cannot deny that Donald Trump is wrong on his, uh, is, is not liberty-minded, right? It is undeniable that he is not liberty-minded. He is not constitutionally-minded when it comes to gun control, period. Yeah. His stance on gun control is anti-liberty, anti-constitution, anti-rights uh, of the people. There's no doubt about that. But, but I think the core of it is something... But you, I do believe that he does that based on out of ignorance. Well, yeah, yes, that's part of it for sure. But I also have seen this about Donald Trump, seems to me. And, and I didn't mean what I said earlier. It's not an insult. It's just it's who he is. And something you just said as far as... Uh, how you how you would define liberty mind and you said you know you're interested in the rights of the people mm -hmm. so in that sense i would see some of this motivation that that be some of the motivation of donald trump not necessarily the rights but he's very pro people in the sense mm -hmm. he cares for people and so in in his misguided you know information on this topic then he he falls prey to um the scare tactics, you know, right. he, he, I, right, I don't right. want to see anybody shot. I don't want to see anybody killed. So it kind of pulls on 
uh, his heartstrings. I think Donald Trump is a big-hearted guy, right? right. I, I think he has he's a soft-hearted in that sense, and which is really funny, but not not unusual to have a person with such a a sort of gruff. Uh, bombastic exterior, right? But then also he's got a he has a big heart and a soft heart, and I think you look at his history, all the stuff he's done for so many people of all stripes and all walks. But and then like I said, the fact of his whatever you want to call it, uh, narcissism or whatever, Trump loves Trump. That to me is what gets him in trouble sometimes because he has to defend everything. Anybody that criticizes him in the slightest way, he's gonna he's gonna go back at it. Uh, which I don't. Well, and this is know, the point that a lot I of people make, like. And this is the point that up. I need to make. Okay, that's why the standard is not what Donald Trump thinks yeah. or what Donald Trump understands. Right. The standard is the Constitution. Yeah. And that re- that requires a responsibility on the people to become unified under the principles of liberty to bring him the truth in spite of the opposition by the moat dragons. Let Let me give you another take on it, uh, and I guess. I don't know if you call it pro-Trump, but um, so another take on it, because it's funny that maybe we wouldn't call him liberty minded. Uh, however, I wouldn't say he's actively anti-liberty, which is what we've had in the past. So we have presidents that pretend to be for liberty when, in fact, the reality is that they are anti-liberty. So what, right. what do I mean by that? It's funny that we look at this president and then you look at some of the stuff he's done and i would say in comparison to you know looking at the history of presidential administrations here's a guy that's done more for liberty and for america right than goodness any president that i can i can remember in the modern era but the bottom here's the point that i want to make we're always so focused on on on, on Donald Trump, when number yeah. one, he is not the standard, the Constitution sure. is the standard. Number two, um, Donald Trump is not professing to be a a professor of the Constitution, no. unlike the previous president. Right. So we have to we have to give him the liberty of having a different standard. So we, the people, have a responsibility to bring to him correction. And the mark of a good leader has to be somebody who says, okay, I have the humility to accept this correction. Yeah. And you're not saying we, like, we're holding him to a different standard. He's still no, held to the standard of the Constitution. He's still the standard of the Constitution, but we have to give, we have to at least accept the understanding that he doesn't know what he's, yeah. what, what the, the liberty standard is. And like and I said, he doesn't, two, he hasn't demonstrated himself as a guy coming in trying to destroy America. Yeah. And professing, don't teach me because I already know kind yeah, of thing, right? Sure. And we also have to recognize that Donald Trump is surrounded by people mm-hmm. who are feeding him yeah. wrong information. So at the same sure. time we're locked out by the moat dragons, he's being fed wrong information. So the people have a responsibility to unify and break through the moat dragon barriers. Now, I just want to be clear because I came under attack on on social media. I'm not making excuses for Donald Trump. Right. I'm not making excuses for Donald Trump. But let me ask you this question, JC. If we look and because here's the other perspective. Well, Donald Trump can read. He needs he took an oath. He needs to do that. Having the the attitude that Donald Trump must correct his behavior because he can read the Constitution 
isn't that creating an excuse for the American people to sit back and do nothing? Right. Well, that's because here's the responsibility. Yeah, I agree. We sit back and do nothing but complain way too much. We've yes, got to bring the information, give Donald Trump the opportunity to to in humility accept this. And when he doesn't, then we treat him like we did a Barack Obama. Well, and I think what's, what we've seen from Donald Trump, it's, it's been demonstrated that he's kind of the guy who goes with the opinion that was most forcefully and most right. recently given to him. I mean, right. that's kind of the thing. If, you, if, you can, if you're the latest guy to make a good forceful case, then that's, his, that's where he's at. You yeah. Know? So you got to keep talking to a guy like that. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, you just have a few more days to sign up for In Defense of Liberty, constitutional training, hand-to-hand self-defense training, active shooter defense, handgun accuracy, precision, in real life shooter training, life-changing training given by the best firearms instructor in America, Larry Stevenson, a.k.a. the Black, the Bearded Black Cowdy, Cowboy. Remember, go to chrisannhall.com, click on the IDOL banner, and you can sign up. And remember, we're having a special Friday night teaching on the TAPS Act and and uh, red flag laws, what you can do to combat these attacks on our liberty. And you can sign up for just Friday night only if you want to by going to chrisannhall.com and clicking on the In Defense of Liberty banner. And so we, we have, we've got new people signing up and we just a few more days left to do that. So don't procrastinate. Get on board and do that. So the, the other, one more thing I wanted to, well, lots more things, but another thing that I wanted to cover today was the Epstein thing. Mm. And I want to talk about this, JC, from a, a prosecutorial perspective. Okay. Because I want to give the American people some information that I don't think they actually have intimate knowledge of. All right. Unless they were actually working in criminal justice or they're a corrections officer in a prison, they're not going to know these things. Okay. Because okay? I want people to understand the, the absolute, utter impossibility of the government storyline. All right. So Epstein... I already don't believe it. Right. Help right. me. Give me a stronger case. Epstein, they told us, was on suicide watch. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what that entails. Now, what they say was he was on suicide watch and coincidentally both guards watching him fell asleep and he found what he needed to commit suicide. Well, it's funny because the initial story I saw, the very early reports I saw was well, he was on suicide watch, but we took him off. Mm-hmm. And then they came back and said, no, he was on suicide watch, but the guards fell asleep. W- something happened with the yeah. guards. Fell asleep. These two experienced guards no. fell asleep and he found what he needed 
to commit suicide, right? So here's <laughs> the thing. At the same time? Yeah, at the same time, at the exact same time. So he saw them fall asleep. Sharing the same pillow? Yeah, yeah. He, he saw them fall asleep. By the way, you have to know that this is not like biblical times where the guards, or, or even Andy Griffith, right? The guards are not sitting outside the cell propped up in a chair with their feet up. They're in some central room somewhere looking at a camera. So there's no way Epstein would have known that these guards fell asleep. Right. Right? Number one, they didn't. he did not know. Even if he had known they had fallen asleep, this idea that he found something to commit suicide is completely impossible. <laughs> like he had a rope laying there. Yeah, you know, just laying there. And they go, okay. we're watching you. Don't touch that rope. <laughs> hey, 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 back up. We're still watching you. We did. What do you think? We fell asleep? Leave that rope alone. No, ah, don't even think about going near a pack of razor blades. We are watching you. And and then all of a sudden he realizes they're not watching me anymore. And he and he made a dash for the rope and razor blades. Right, right. So here let me explain to you how this works. When someone is on suicide watch, they are stripped naked. Okay? Yeah. And they wear this thing that looks like a a burlap sack with holes in it for your arms, a big hole at the bottom for your body, and a hole for your head, right? Mm -hmm. So you are you are, I mean, you are Buck naked. You don't got stitch one on you except for this burlap sack. No shoestrings, no nothing, right? You're on suicide watch. You don't have sheets. Right. You don't have a pillowcase. Your room, the pull point of suicide watch is not to watch you commit suicide. Okay? <laughs> the whole point of suicide watch is to watch you so you don't commit suicide. <laughs> and the idea is, well, you know, our watchers have to watch other people at the same time. There's lots of stuff. So we're not going to just simply put him in a normal cell. Yeah. We're going to sterilize his cell of absolutely everything possible yeah. he could commit suicide with. So when you are on suicide watch, literally the only thing you have to commit suicide with is a burlap sack and a wall or a floor. So unless Epstein stripped naked and somehow hung himself with his burlap sack from midair because there's nothing yeah. to hang on with or while the guards he beat his head against the wall until he died which is not what which is not i mean apparently you look at the picture, what the picture what like of, of the guy they had playing Ep i mean epstein on the stretcher And Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that we are now on Oath Keepers TV on Roku, Fire Stick, and man, if I didn't forget to get that whole list again. But anyway, anywhere that you have internet television and the Roku thing, look for the Oath Keepers channel. That's where we are. And if you're watching us there, we got a, a there'll be a new surprise coming in uh, 10 days or so, a brand new Chris Ann Hall program. Follow us there, we'll keep you updated on that as well. So the Oath Keeper channel. 
and I just want to just sort of punctuate this whole Epstein story. It's impossible. The whole system set up to make it impossible. So the idea, once again, the, the propaganda machines are, are spinning their propaganda on behalf of those in power, right? So to, to, to shield, at this point, I don't even think you can simply call this a Clinton suicided. Because there were way too many people implicated in all of this. Yeah, yeah, I was assuming he's dead anyway. Right, right. There's still a highly (laughs) distinct possibility. Look, if you got that much power and that much money, I'm buying my death. Yeah. Right? I'm seriously, I'm all for that. If you're going to question the thing, I mean, why not consider all possibilities? Right. That guy might not not even be him in that picture. Well, there's a lot of people saying it's not. But I'm going to tell you what, if I'm him, I'll choose... Oh, no, 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 I'll be quiet. You stick me on some yeah, South yeah, Pacific exactly. island. Yeah, exactly. I, and, you know, I got money. I can I can manage it. I'll, I'm, I'll never, you'll never see me again. Yep. Never see me again. Yep. I'm all for that, man. Yeah. And he's, you know, and he had 38 days to get his, you know, to have his stuff. Right. Gathered. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, right. a moving company could have flown to the island packed and boxed all of his stuff, you know, wrapped it in those nice little blankets <laughs> and they show up with bubble wrap, you know, and, and when just... we were in the military, those guys would come and they bubble wrapped Doritos and yeah, stuff. Yeah. If you left it on the counter, they were yeah, bubble man. wrapping everything. Yeah. No, I remember, I, I, I remember getting to my, uh, you know, the follow on duty station. These guys had, you know, packed up, done their thing, shipped yeah, the yeah. house and I'm opening up the boxes and it's, and it's some cookies that were laying on the counter. They uh-huh. had bubble wrap just, <laughs> You know, a couple <laughs> cookies that were on the counter, put them in a box. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, come on. The the guy was arrested and the, the let me do my air quotes, raid, the FBI raided 38 <laughs> days after he was arrested. I mean, you were that a prosecutor. A raid. That's appointment. Tell, tell me, tell me how that, how that goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, no. if. The raid comes before the arrest. Okay. <laughs> or. Or concurrently with the arrest. You don't arrest somebody and then put everybody in the office on notice that, you know, and then 38 days later show up, right? It's like coming to Hillary Clinton and saying, turn over your cell phone. Okay, hold on a second. Bang, 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 bang. Give us your servers, Hillary. We'll be back in two weeks. So the the so-called raid happens 38 days after the guy's (laughs) arrest. I mean, he's got time to go transfer everything to some mansion in, 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 you know, in the jungle of Bolivia or whatever. Right. So, so I'm not even, I mean, we don't, we, we look at the media as, <laughs> I mean, we use it as a reference for the show, but right. this, I mean, you can't believe the stuff anyway. I don't believe right. hardly in his mess. Anyway, so, uh, you know, come on, give me a break. Right. So, uh, constitutionally speaking, there are two, uh, there are two cases headed to the Supreme Court for the right to keep and bear arms. And I want to give us uh, some heads up on these two cases because, you know, this is, number one, this is going to be really a test of of the people on our Supreme Court. So we know that, uh, I, I believe that Gorsuch is going to be better than Scalia on this issue. So we're going to have to wonder where Thomas is going to side on this. We know Kavanaugh is not going to side, well, all right, so Kavanaugh you, you could side. We know we're going to know what Kavanaugh is going to do. We know what the liberals are going to do. Sure. So we got to wonder what Roberts, what Thomas, and what Kavanaugh are going to do. Right. And so here's what we need to know. 
There's a Supreme Court case, uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association et al. v. the City of New York and the New York City Police Department License Division. So here's here's the, this case, right? New York passes a law that says if you own a, fire, a handgun, you cannot transport, you cannot legally transport your handgun outside of city limits. Oh, this thing again. Right? Yeah, this thing again. So you cannot legally transport your firearm outside city limits, even if it's to take it to a new house. Right. Right? So you have two homes. You have a home in New York City, you have a home outside of New York City. You have a business in New York City and whatever. You can't transport it, right? How do you get it home in the first place? Ma, well, you know, maybe they mail it. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is just crazy. <laughs> I guess once with. you have it, then you take it home and then you can't take it you anywhere. You can't take else. it anywhere. But that's, see, that's okay, but JC, but here's the problem. This what the 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 question that you're coming up with right now is precisely why laws are not supposed to be arbitrary. This is an arbitrary law. And so when arbitrary laws happen and arbitrary laws always infringe on people's rights, they never make sense. Mm -hmm. So when you have a law, you're like, what? Then that's usually a really good indication that the law is arbitrary. So the, the New York says um, the core right protected by the Second Amendment is the right to possess a handgun in the home for the purposes of self-defense. The city's premises, premises, the city's premises handgun license rule does not substantially burden the petitioner's Second Amendment rights. So the New York City says we have the Second Amendment, so we can own a gun in our house and protect our house, and that's it. I wonder what that meant for the founders who carried their guns out into the fields. And what about the ones that showed up in, you know, I have that class where I teach uh, called America Disarmed, where they actually showed up in Boston and had uh, peacefully armed protests against the governor of, of Massachusetts at that time, Thomas Gage. So, I mean, we could go into the ridiculousness of this. Obviously, that's not the case. I actually heard a couple of young conservative uh, young men basically making that argument the other night. Uh, they, they were, I mean, young guys and is conservative and what have you. And, and it was nice, like, okay, I'm, I'm glad they're in the movement and this and that, but, uh, please don't sit around and pull your ignorance on yeah, camera. Yeah. Please. Okay. There are so many people out there that are teaching this, uh, it, and, and, and this is where we fall under fire, right? Oh, you're siding with the liberals against our conservatives. No, 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 no. I'm siding with liberty, and I'm trying to help you. Well, trying to not have conservatives teach liberal ideology. I, I mean, know, that's the right? thing. So they were saying it was like the backdrop of, it was a little, a little bit of confusion, to be honest with you. And so, uh, you know, oh, we're we're totally against red flag laws. But then... We got to do something, you know, and then start talking about background checks and all this sort of thing uh, under this premise that, you know, we have we have uh, the right to keep and bear arms to defend ourselves from criminals. Mm -hmm. That that was their thing. So no concept about the essential core purpose for the Second Amendment, which right. is to protect yourself from a potentially tyrannical government. Right. 
And right. so it's just just a completely absence, a complete absence of that piece of knowledge. And so I'm just curious about this case and the, the opinion from this court. Do they attempt to substantiate that assertion at all? Precedent. Jewish, okay. Jurisprudence precedent because um, Heller, the D.C. case, they said the right to keep and bear arms uh, uh, in your home. And so they're they're clinging to that phrase in spite of the fact that uh, um, Scalia said that we had the right to keep and bear arms for the traditional purposes of self-defense and self-preservation, right? So traditional purposes would reach back into the founders and say, traditionally, we kept and bared arms to what? The protect ourselves from the tyrannical government. And actually, if you want to think about it, it's not, you know, I, I think maybe we limit ourselves when we think about tyrannical government because the right to keep and bear arms is established to protect ourselves from anyone in power who would want to enslave us. And, and in power generally means people in government. But when you have now shadow people controlling the government and all this other deep state stuff, you know, you want to make sure that the people can protect their life, their liberty, and their property, which is derivative of the first law of nature, not of the Second Amendment. But this is what you get, in my opinion, when you have these justices and, and, and judges who won't speak plainly. So people have been... Yeah, they dance around the issue because they don't want to be politically incorrect. Right, so... so maybe, it, maybe Gorsuch will help us in that. The truth has been made radical, right? You're a radical when you say this, and this is scary and all this sort of thing. And so this, this opens the door. So if somebody like Scalia is going to tiptoe around it, then he right. opens the door for the people to seize on this where they don't just come out and say very clearly, very plainly, this is the number one core reason we have a right to keep and bear arms and just say it, just say it. It's, it's, right. it's for the government, right? The government is, uh, is, is the offender, not the rapist, the robber or the murderer. Well, the question that's going to be before the Supreme Court in this situation is now going to be, does the Second Amendment right, you know I hate that phrase, uh, the, the, does the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms apply outside the home? And so that's, you know, I mean, that's that's what that case so is going to be. That ought to be a no-brainer. Right. Well, I mean, that ought to be so easy. Come on. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. The second case comes out of Connecticut that's going to be going to the Supreme Court. And if we can get my camera here to go uh, over. I don't know. I think we're having some technical difficulties here. Need more memory. Need more memory. So uh, the Connecticut law is an, another one of these gun rights issues and has to deal with... Um, uh, can the Sandy Hook parents sue the gun makers? Mm. Okay, so these are the two big cases that's going to be that are going to be coming before the Supreme Court, uh, and these are the issues that we are going to have to uh, uh, watch out for. When we come back after the break, we're going to uh, go into this in a little bit more detail, so you know exactly what to look for. So stick with us for our last segment. I'm a long, long way from my home. 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. And this is our last segment. Don't forget to go to chrisannhall.com. Uh, you know what? Go to Twitter and uh, follow me on Twitter at Chris Ann Hall. Go to Facebook and follow me, Chris Ann Hall, on Facebook. Now, look, don't wait for me to show up on your Twitter and Facebook feed because it's not going to happen. You're going to actually have to go to our pages. And then share these shows and share the posts that we're going to make uh, so that we can be instrumental in, in bringing about these changes. Now, here's the Connecticut gun law that we need to talk about coming before the Supreme Court. This is the, this is the case where the Sandy Hook families are suing the gun makers. All right. So this is what the Connecticut Supreme Court said, because what happened was federal, believe it or not, federal law is supposed to protect the gun manufacturers from being sued based on the Commerce Clause, okay? So it okay. interferes with commerce. The Supreme Court of Connecticut set aside the federal law that protects the businesses under the Commerce Clause and says, no, you can sue them. And this is what they said. They alleged that the defendants knowingly marketed, advertised, and promoted the XM15-E2S rifle for civilians to carry out offensive military-style combat missions <laughs> against their perceived enemies. <laughs> Pretty crazy, isn't it? And he says, such use, the Supreme Court, the Connecticut Supreme Court said, such use of the XM-15E2, or any weapon for that matter, would be illegal, and Connecticut law does not permit advertisements that promote or encourage violent criminal behavior. See, I don't think that even what they said can be alleged to be criminal behavior. No. Because there's no crime to protect yourself from enemies. Right. Now, if they're saying that you're going to take on the proactive think and you, you see somebody that you think is an enemy who may not be an enemy that poses you no threat, but you're going to go shoot them. I highly doubt that that's the way Remington ads are running. No doubt. No doubt. Remington ads are not running around teaching people to be you know, yeah. special forces, go take out your neighbor. Go invade New Jersey. Go, go invade New government. Jersey. Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it, it would be very hard for me to conceive that Remington ads are promoting illegal activity. And so protecting yourself can't be criminal. Because if what the Supreme Court says, protecting yourself becomes criminal, then then there is no no liberty left to be honest with you none at all so here's the issue that we have to we have to really understand in this connecticut thing question will be a matter of federal law and the commerce clause so did the connecticut supreme court error when they set aside the commerce clause protection of the manufacturers uh, protecting them from lawsuit. 
Now here's the, the sort of thing that, that makes me a little bit concerned. I don't believe that the Federal Commerce Clause should be in protecting anybody, period. And so then that sort of begs the question, doesn't it? Should these guys be open to sue the gun manufacturers? And my answer would have to be yeah. yes. And then you have a court that, then you have that a has court. sense saying, get this stupid lawsuit out of here. Right. Well, And now you, what you've done is identified a problem that we have, JC. Frivolous lawsuits. We have frivolous lawsuits. And there are laws against that. There are. But we have frivolous lawsuits that go to court all the time because we have judges who refuse to identify frivolous lawsuits because they're afraid of the bar condemnations. They're afraid of taking a stand. They're afraid of doing their job and protecting the judicial system from these kinds of, because a frivolous lawsuit is an attack on the entire system. And we have judges that don't protect them anymore. So I don't know if this is gonna make somebody mad, but I'm gonna tell you what, in, in a free market society, the people should be free to sue because the Commerce Clause doesn't authorize the federal government to protect corporations like this. So we will see you next time. God bless.